Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. I've shared previously that I had the opportunity to visit the Holy Land with a Fuller Seminary Just Peacemaking class trip in the summer of 2011. During our time there, we visited the city of Capernaum by the sea and stood on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, the shores where Jesus called two sets of fishermen brothers to leave their nets and follow him. I had that experience in community with my fellow travelers on that journey. And I had that experience because of community, because I was inspired by follower of Jesus, Dr. Glenn Stassen, who led that trip, and by his vision for a better world. Because my friend Mindy sat with me in the AAA travel agency office and said, if we're going, we need to buy the plane tickets now. Because before that, my small group at Ascension Lutheran Church encouraged me to go to Fuller Seminary. And before that, my family invited me to Ascension Lutheran. And before that, my mom and dad raised my sisters and me in the church. And before that, church communities embraced my parents. And before that, and before that, and before that, all the way back to those first disciples in the beloved community of Jesus who caught people for Christ. As the Gospels recount, one of the very first things Jesus did in his public ministry was call disciples, gather and mentor students, create a community to participate in and carry on his message and his ministry. Now, by this point in Matthew's gospel narrative, Jesus has been baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. He has overcome the devil's temptation in the wilderness. He has returned to and moved on from his hometown of Nazareth. And he has been traveling throughout the cities surrounding the Sea of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, healing the sick, proclaiming the good news of the gracious reign of God. And he has made his home in the city of Capernaum, fulfilling, as Matthew notes, the words of the prophet Isaiah, that in the land where the Israelite tribes of Zebulon and Naphtali settled in the northern region of the Holy Land known as Galilee, the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus will shine with the light of the Lord for all people, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. Jesus the Savior will reveal in the words of Psalm 27 that the Lord is our stronghold, our sanctuary, our salvation, and so we need not fear. And it is in the region of Galilee that Jesus the Savior calls his first disciples, two sets of fishermen brothers, 
Peter and Andrew and James and John, who likely already knew each other, being in the same profession in that small community, who likely even already were working together in a cooperative of family groups, business partners, which was a common practice in that time and place. Jesus begins forming his beloved community of disciples around a core community of four fishermen brothers and friends. Now, as Matthew recounts in the Gospel of Matthew, this is the first encounter between Jesus and these disciples. The Gospels of John and Luke give us a little bit more background. As the Gospel of John recounts, Andrew and another disciple, who is not named but was likely John himself, are disciples of John the Baptist. John the Baptist points Jesus out to them, and Andrew and John begin following Jesus. And then Andrew brings his brother Peter, as presumably John brings his brother James to Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus has already been in Peter's home and healed Peter's mother-in-law before he calls them to follow him on the shores of the sea. Now, whether or not these disciples already knew Jesus when he calls them does not diminish the immediacy and the magnitude of their commitment. From this moment forward, these disciples dedicated their lives to Jesus Christ. And years later, they would give their lives, proclaiming his good news, speaking the gospel words we've heard today, doing what he called them to do, fishing for people. In using the metaphor fish for people, Jesus calls these disciples with words that are meaningful for them. Peter, Andrew, James, and John were fishermen. Fishing was their profession. It was their livelihood. It's literally how they put food on the table. And so these disciples knew fishing to be vital and life-giving work. They also knew it to be hard and constant work. As I mentioned in the children's sermon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John fished with nets that were large and heavy and had to be physically cast out over the water and physically hauled back in with an even heavier catch of fish. And this had to be done over and over and over again, day in and day out. And so Peter, Andrew, James, and John knew fishing to be constant and hard and vital and life-giving work. And so in using this metaphor, Jesus calls his followers then and now to do his constant and sometimes hard and vital and life-giving work to cast the net of God's grace far and wide into the ocean of humanity and bring all people into the beloved community of Christ, to carry on his message and his ministry, to share through our words and through our actions the truly good news that in his life, death, and resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ has defeated our death forever and given us life that does not end. He is with us always. We are never alone. 
and he will ultimately heal us and the whole creation. The truly good news, we are saved, we are loved. We will one day be made whole. You and I are called to catch people for Jesus as Jesus himself caught us. And we are called to do this, whatever our profession might be, whether it's working outside of the home and or raising a family and or in retirement and or volunteering and or however it is we spend the hours of our day. This is what Martin Luther meant by vocation, from the Latin vocare, to call. God calls each and every one of us to share the good news of Jesus Christ with all the people in our lives, to live out our faith in our daily lives with integrity and grace and courage, to live out our faith in our church community, in our local communities, in our professions, in our families, in all of our relationships. To do the work of the Lord, whatever our work may be. Because it's not simply about the work that we do. It's about who we do it with and who we do it for. As the Apostle Paul reminds the church in Corinth In our reading from 1 Corinthians 1, we are united in Jesus Christ. We are gathered together with each other and sent out into the world to know Christ and make Christ known in the words of our St. John's mission statement. And we all share the responsibility for the missional work we have been given. I am so grateful for all of the people who give of their time and talents and treasures here at St. John's, who are, as the Lord calls us to be, good stewards of the gifts we have been given. And so I am also so excited to share, via video, some of those folks who are speaking with us about their experiences of doing so. Greetings to all, whether you are worshiping in person or online. To many of you, I am known as Mr. Packer or simply Craig. I'm here today to give testimony to stewardship here at St. John's. After almost eight years, and serving in some 13 ministries, I am left with the following conclusions. The concept of stewardship means giving of one's time, talents, and monies. One of the strengths of St. John's, which attracted me, which was the diversity of the ministry programs that are ongoing. Ministry programs that welcome all. However, with diversity comes challenge. Challenge being that in order to keep the ministry alive, to keep it vibrant, participation is needed. Your participation is needed. Stewardship, giving, serving, 
is not just a one-way street. The giving or serving in these ministries is far outweighed by that which you will receive. Specific ministry programs such as our in-person worship, our fine program, or our call and ministry, call and visitation ministries are examples of St. John's ministry reaching out to our community as well as to those that are shut-ins. The gratitude that I received serving in these ministries was far greater than the time I spent serving. And finally, I encourage you to take a good look at the ministry programs at St. John's and consider how you might become a good steward by serving in one of these ministries. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ruth Allen. One of the things that impressed me when I first came to St. John's Church in 2006 was the welcoming attitude of the congregation. Each person who walked through the church doors was made to feel valued. A ministry of welcoming the neighbor and the stranger, which seems to me to contain some of the essence of Jesus' admonition to us to love one another. I was also strongly impressed with the music ministries of St. John's, whose musicians still lead us and bless us through song and music. We are gifted by their music and experience the beauty of God through sound. Through our fine program, I have used my hands to do God's work of helping to distribute food to neighbors in need, and I have been blessed to meet many wonderful people, both those we serve and ones we work alongside. At the 11 a.m. service, I was trained at the PowerPoint position. Sometime later, when I was unable to attend services, I experienced the gift of seeing and listening to services because of those dedicated folks who were doing all the AV work. When I could return to attending live services, I began helping at the position again. By doing so, I realized I helped some overworked folks not have to do double duty while presenting ministries such as Hands on High and Devotion in Motion. All this just by learning to help at the AV position. Perhaps you can too. These are such, just a few of the many wonderful gifts I've received by participating in a variety of ministries here. I have received and shared these with others at St. John's. Good morning, I'm Maria Hunt. And I knew after my second visit to St. John's that this was a church that made God's heart smile. The, uh, the body of Christ, the congregation, is welcoming. The sermons make me feel like being more caring more active person in the church. The music touched my heart, still does. These were beautiful hearts that didn't judge each other. Rather, they uplifted, encouraged, or comforted. When I moved to the desert, I wanted to be part of a, a church that had a heart for those in need, 
whether it was visiting the sick or feeding the poor. The program that caught my interest was FIND, Food in Need of Distribution. And when we started, when I started, we struggled to get the food bagged for 25 people and we distributed that twice a month. Now, times have changed and become more difficult and we have over a hundred people to feed. Once a month, young and old, side by side, we get the job done and it's rewarding. Um, I'm blessed to be part of the visitation program. There are a number of people who are in facilities where visitation is difficult and sometimes we do communion for them. And once a month you'll see me greeting people as an usher or reading the word. But what really fills my heart with joy is assisting at communion. There's something heavenly about you accepting the wine, me serving the wine, and Christ touching our souls with his presence. It's moving and it's powerful. And I didn't realize how powerful that moment is within the body of Christ. I find that this body of Christ was a gift a gift from God, and I treasure it. It's a blessing. Thank you to Craig and Maria and Ruth, who is sitting back at the AV booth right now. <laughs> yes, amen. Jesus called four fishermen to follow him and fish for people, to create community, to build relationships, to go out and speak with people they didn't know before and tell them about Jesus, to go out and help people they didn't know before and show them the love of Jesus. And as Jesus said to those first four disciples, so Jesus says to you, Follow me and fish for people. What does that mean for you today? Who are you being called to reach? What are you being called to do? How might you cast the net of God's grace far and wide and bring people in to the beloved community of Jesus Christ? Amen. Thanks for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox. Music performed by our St. John's Worship Band. Sermons by me, Pastor Jen Shaw. Make sure to subscribe to hear each week's message. If you'd like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, to share the life-giving word and do the life-giving work of Jesus, 
visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.